0: you Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. Yo, 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 Rishi Reviews, what's up? Welcome to Marvel Monday. It's Monday because it's Marvel Monday. Oh, I didn't realise that was going to go on for that long. Big (laughs) 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 up.
1: Like, shit, finish, finish.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God, that was epic, Rish.
1: That was epic. Thank you very much, thank you very much um, But yeah, welcome to Marvel Mondays guys With your host Rishi Reviews and Keith Andrews 2020 And what a week we have had on Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode
0: Yeah, this was a good one I must admit um, After the last <laughs> couple of weeks I felt a bit of a drag You know, like, oh okay I wasn't as excited Like With WandaVision I was like as soon as the episode came out, I was really excited to watch it. With this, I was like, oh, okay. You know, it was sort of bottom of my list. So I'll watch it for, for Marvel Monday. But this episode kicked it up. Now we're cooking. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got so much to talk about. I mean,
1: John Walker's gone mad. I need to know who oh, the God. hell Mama, Mama Donna, Donna is, whatever her name is. You know, and, and, yep. kudos, and kudos to Disney for getting a bit violent. I'm loving this new side to Disney. I really
0: am. Oh, I thought you were going to say kudos for Key Foundry 2020 for completely and utterly guessing the plot to this week's episode.
1: Yeah, no, no. Well done on that. Good shout. Good shout. Good shout. Good shout. I mean... Yeah,
0: I, I got something right for once.
1: I knew someone was going to die. Uh, well, I knew something had to go and make him go mad. Like, I mean... With a U.S. agent or handicap, whatever you want to call him, I call him the amalgamation of the both, as everyone knows. Um, you know, it does happen in the comics with him. You know, so we like well, it's his parents that die that ultimately makes him go mad, and the power breaker then gives him the serum and stuff. So, know yeah, but, but we know Marvel don't actually um, um, Marvel Cin- Marvel Cinematic Universe takes bits of the comics and kind of makes it in their own way. But yeah, well, well, well spotted, Dickie. Well done.
0: To be completely honest with you, I I don't think I can get the uh, the reformation for that because it Keith again in and out.
1: Keith, we've lost you. Sorry, guys, we lost Keith. I'm sure he'll be back in just a second. I'm here. Okay, good.
0: (laughs) Um, I don't know what's happening for some reason. My phone's going, nah, no, don't talk about that today. I want to talk about something else, but um. So basically, I felt like that the way that I knew the plot had to go, you know, they had to turn, you know, Captain America into a bad guy or he had to snap at some point. And I did feel the only reason for that was like his only emotional connection in the show was with his best friend, obviously. But then there was the girl in the first episode who we haven't seen again. Hmm. You know, I, I think it must have been his maybe high school sweetheart. We haven't really seen her again. I thought that she might play sort of a bigger part in it, but hasn't. So very true. I,
1: I forgot about her.
0: Yeah, I it was logical for me that it had to be his best friend that maybe was hurt or ultimately, as we know now, was killed, Uh to send him on that spiral that we knew that he was going to fall down.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And... Mm. I mean, I'm going to touch on that
1: a little bit more. But one of the biggest things for me, there was a lot of big moments in episode for me. But it it was great with the opening where we see kind of um, um, Bucky back in Wakanda, and we get to see Mm -hmm. I.O. who's kind of trying to help Bucky by freeing him of his curses that Hydra put on him under when he worked for them, basically. And for me, I love this. This is one of the best scenes I've ever seen because I love this scene as it gave me a bit more of a backstory to Bucky. Because remember, I kept on saying I don't think they're going to do any more backstories to Bucky because we've had it all from Avengers, the first to kind of the first Avenger with Captain America. But it, it was good to show that because we, we've got to see what was going on before Avengers Infinity War and just after the events of Civil War. So it's like it's like he's in training and becoming the White Wolf because that's what happens in the comics. So that was quite good for me to see. But one thing I I I think we really we truly need to touch on here is seriously uh, is the Dora Mil- Milaje because
2: mm.
1: we've never seen so much about the Dora Milaje as we have now. You know, I mean, we have seen him in Avengers: Infinity War and Black Panther for a little bit, and they've touched on him. But you know, in the comics. the the story with the Dora Milaje is they're basically picked by Black Panther himself yeah to protect Wakanda and I like his personal guards and in fact who are all women so the plus point here for Marvel for making like like it is a plus point for giving um women a strong and independent kind of roles you know which is really great something I really love but more interestingly, here, Kiji, yeah, and I think something that you're gonna really like as well, you know, because I really love this. Um, you know, although Marvel has been touching on women characters really being strong and stuff like that, we get to see AO now. We know a lot about AO, but however, what you might not know is it's worth mentioning here that AO has a girlfriend called Aniko yeah, who are lovers in Wakanda in, in the Wakanda Forever series let me just add that, it was like six books, it wasn't nothing major um, but it, it's great to see Marvel represent the LGBTQ community and I think we are going to see a lot of this play on screen in Black Panther 2 I personally think that
0: Oh I hope so, because that's really good, because that's, you know triple representation there you know, like I, I agree, completely agree with you women, um I felt like we're massively underrepresented in the Marvel universe to the point where we didn't even get a Black Widow film for, for ten years. You know what I mean? So, and also women of color, uh, fantastic. And then obviously women of color that are in a LGBTQ plus relationship. I mean, mm. this is really uh, them sort of widening. I I, I want to say pushing boundaries, but it shouldn't even be pushing boundaries. It should be just, mm. just 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 these just these represented. You know, yeah. and that to me is really, really important. And uh yeah, great. <coughs> Can't wait for that to be to um to be shown on screen. That's gonna be fantastic mm. to see that relationship. What did you think of the opening scene? <coughs> I loved it and I loved that there was that she gave them a time limit. You know, she's she says to Bucky, you've got eight hours. Mm. You know, and that sort of was like Ah, dang it, because there's so much that they need to do. They don't have any leads at that point, you know. And I, I love that idea of the added stress and pressure on them. You know, they've got, not only have they got uh, Zemo, who is just a little bit of a of a nutcase, uh, they've broken him out of prison, but they've obviously got to try and find Carly, And then to have the Wakanda, you know, situation as well, I just feel like it's stacking up the House of Cards, ready to have it come tumbling down and that opening sequence you know with i mean yeah how can i put this lightly i do feel like captain america's first encounter with the Wakandans was a little bit of a a dig at americans you know like sort of you know with their culture and how they how that culture is perceived from other from other countries you know like he just like holds out his hand to shake her hand and and completely and utterly miscalculates the whole situation. I just felt that was a complete dig because that really is what would happen, isn't it? Like the American mm. would be like, hey, good day to you. Come and shake my hand. And you're like, she's sitting there looking at him, holding her spear going like, who the hell are you? Like, what the, what are you doing? I love that whole mm. element of it.
2: Mm.
1: I did. I did. I did. I did. Oh. Um, just a quick big up to everyone in the room. Big up, uh, Motohead. Big up, uh, Valter. Big up, uh, South FB. Daniel 17. FD12. Uh, Bin, uh, Bindo Dini. Uh, Aussie Warrior. What's going on, um, Aussie Warrior? How's things, my man? Tony, uh, Tony Nova. Um, Ibankshu, uh C. Peter. Um, everybody else in the room. Big up to you. Lots and lots of love. Vader 66. What's going on? Sparky Sparks. Uh, lots of love, big up Dylan, Dr. Gonzo, Rebecca UK, um, yep, it's your boy Rishi Reviews and the one and only Keith Andrews for episode um, four guys, let us know what you thought, message us in and we're going to go kind of do a little breakdown of bits and really just open it up right with the comics, I want, I in fact I'm glad Vader's here because Keith, I need to ask Vader a question a bit later because there's something I didn't understand, I got a feeling he might know from the comics.
0: Oh, stand ready, Vader. We need your encyclopaedia knowledge um, mm. later on in the show. We've got some debts already. Rish. should we hear the Babies, Here let's we go. Yeah.
3: Morning, there, lads. lights. Well, I'm saying at, at, at the end of the at, at the end of the episode, we warned of this back in That's America's First Avenger. first One
0: warned us. Yeah. yeah. Good morning, Aussie Warrior. I know that it's very, very early out there for you, and I'm loving the deep tone today. What time is it in Australia now? Let's ask um, a certain device. Alexa, (laughs) what time is it in Australia? Australia has multiple time zones. Oh, God. In Sydney, it is 5.57am. It's 5.57am in Sydney it, he must be shad. Did he just wake up to listen to the show, or do you think he's just up because he needs to go to work? <laughs> I, I, in my mind, he got up to listen to the show. <laughs> in reality, have a good day at work, Aussie Warrior. <laughs> yeah,
1: one of the things I want to touch on quickly as well, Keith, is and this is why I'm loving Bucky come out more. I think we needed to see more Bucky. I love Sam, I love his Falcon. Yes, there's been talks about his comedy aspects, and I think they've kind of changed that in episode four. You know, we're seeing Sam for the true American soldier that he is, not playing the cheesy kind of um, cheeky guy, which he never was, you know, when they did that whole good cop, bad cop scenario. Um, And we got to see Bucky. But but I now know why he's got so much PTSD. I mean, I forgot, because we had all these little um, flashbacks of him killing uh, Maria Stark, you know, and watching that back again, I mean, he strangled her. That's pretty a bad way to go, you know. So you can see why he's got so much PTSD. Um, And the man's extremely
0: talented. Look how many languages he knows. Oh, God, yeah, he's very, very talented. And just talking about Sam, you know, I felt like that Sam in this episode was used more as a bit of a sympathetic character. You know, when he has that conversation with Carly, you can actually see them making progress. She warms to him. You know, he's talking about the fact that what she actually believes in isn't wrong, but the way that she's going about it is. And I felt like he was really making progress with her in that scene up until uh, Cap, ruins it all by storming in and just being a bit of a dick but uh yeah I felt like Sam's character in this uh, was a side to him that we hadn't really seen before you know the way that he sort of approached that situation yeah I mean it's it's basically Marvel's way
1: now of saying and him finding his way of why he is the true Captain America because in the comics why he becomes Captain America is because He's got that. Uh, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? This association, this feeling for people. Like he, he analyzes situations, you know. And we saw that here. <laughs> you know, we we get we get this American soldier called Captain America, who we um, call him U.S. Agent, call him Anti Cap. You know, amalgamate the both. Who's got? Who's a bit power hungry and just wants to go in there. And then we've got Sam, who's playing a kind of character who's look. I understand everyone's point of view and I want to help everyone. And that's what the American ideals used to stand up for. And, um, you know, when, uh, when Carly sits there and she's talking to, um, the much loved, um, guy who dies at the end, uh, which I'm going to go on and about a little bit uh, later on, he, he, she tells him, she goes, you know, their ideals, which have gone, you know, we see Zemo talking to them going, Captain America was, Uh, an exception he was one of an exception of this serum you know um and which we're going to talk about a little bit more about the serum actually i've got some stuff on that but and that's why i think this this conversation i had with carly really sets it up for sam to be a great captain america and take on that mantle in the way it should be
0: yeah absolutely there was one line that I went back and listened to, which I thought, whoa. Okay, so the Patriot, right, is yeah. um who he's going to become.
1: Who, who's going to become, sorry.
0: Captain America. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Patriot, Yep, yeah. The Patriot. There was yeah. one bit when uh, Sam, I think it's Bucky, says something to him. And, you know, we have the word patronise. Don't mm-hmm. patronise. But he says don't patriotize me. Oh, does he? Yeah. And that, he said, don't pat- uh, patriotize me. He actually said it like that. And I went back and I listened to it. I said, I'm sure it's like patronize or patronize in the world. But he actually says, patriotize me.
1: How do you know he's going to become the
2: patriot?
0: You, you told me last week.
1: No, anti-cat or uh, what do you call it? U.S. agent. Oh, who's, pa- who's patriot, patriot
2: then? Uh, patriot is
1: is another character, and he basically he, he's in civil war and stuff like that as well. One of the ostrute. Um, he, he's played by a, a, a black gentleman called uh, Jeffrey Mace. Um, I don't think they've spoke about a patriot to come at the moment. I, I doubt
0: it. Anyway, I mean, I'm, I well, he definitely says patriotized me, which I thought was really weird. Weird way of saying it. Mm. I was like, oh, that's a bit of okay, just I saying I, I, it was there. It's in the dialogue. I went back and listened to it a couple of times.
1: I need to go back and listen to it. I definitely do. I, I need to go and watch that uh, again and just kind of listen to what he's saying. Um, but yeah, yeah listen, um, Hang
0: on, listen to this just listen to this ditty very quickly really.
4: yeah he does say that and i i, I agree I, I i know what you're talking about because I, I felt the same way i was like whoa yeah
1: oh yeah see danny kinks danny kinks well done i'm gonna i i, I missed it i'm gonna go back and listen to it again and see and, and it wouldn't be How unusual it, nice, man. it wouldn't be unusual for marvel to do that because like we said you know, they're doing a lot of uh, race swaps, gender swaps and stuff like that, which is really brilliant um, on all sides. Um, you know, we know that with Carly and Cole, uh for the flag smashes and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's very likely that could happen.
0: Can I just say, I just want to give a massive shout out to Erin Kellyman, who plays Carly. She is nailing it. She's actually my favourite character. I think she's fantastic. Her and Zemo. Oh, Zemo finish.
1: you have just mentioned Zemo mate I am loving Zemo I didn't realize how much more Zemo we needed um and and I'm excited that hopefully because we know there might be a thunderbolts and you know I'm going to touch on that a little a little bit more um I mean everything about Zemo in Falcon and Winter Soldier is exceptional um his acting um, the way he plays himself, the way he portrays himself. We don't know if he's good or bad. I know which one he is because he's kind of playing the both. He does that a lot with the Thunderbolts. But, you know, it, they're doing that really well. Can I ask you a question, Keith? Yeah. And I love this about Z, because I find myself as a bit of a, a Zemo in this scene. Yeah. Because I would ask people this. And hence why I'm asking not only you, Keith, but all the listeners out there now. And I'm going to want you to chime in and we won't talk. And then, I'll put, and we'll play the messages. Do you agree with Zemo? I mean, when he explains the power of propaganda, go hand in hand. And we've seen this time and time again. Um, you look at what happened. with well. Let, let's look, because we know the Marvel comics ultimately take what's going on, real life situations. And they put that in comics. So World War II was going on. You had Hitler, the Nazi party. And they were using the uh, the kind of what they call white supremacy kind of movement, um, you know, uh, to afflict pain on the world. Ultimately, America then went and invented Captain Soldier in the comics and everything, uh, and have their super soldier and that we are stronger. And you know, like it goes back and forwards on ideals and stuff like that. Um, and do you agree with what Zemo's saying? Um, you know, especially when he asked Bucky. He doesn't ask Bucky. So when he asks Sam, he goes, would you take the serum? You know, and Sam says, no, I wouldn't, you know, because he believes a man should be a man and whatever. And I mean, like, do, first of all, do you agree with Zemo? And would you ever take the serum?
0: Um. Well, there was a moment when Zemo found the super serum vials that I did think to myself, oh, hang on yeah. a minute like is he gonna be tempted to take it even though he obviously hates the the idea behind it you know is it gonna be overpowering for him to take the super, super serum and you know just be that little bit extra than it than you know the people that are fighting against him and i don't i think that like looking at the performance i think there was just a glimmer of like doubt in there that whether he should smash the vials or not and when he did I was like oh okay well that's um, like Zemo's character that goes along with his his motivation Um, Sam when he said that he he wouldn't take the super serum I think that it's a situation where um, morally he probably wouldn't take it but practically I think he would well,
1: you, they, they explained that a little bit as well, actually, because uh, you look at um, I, I mean, Bucky didn't want the super serum synd- uh, s- syndrome. I always say this. Always get tongue tied. I know yeah.
0: you do. Super serum syndrome.
1: Uh, I can't do that. The super serum. Um, he, he always like Bucky didn't want it, and he he was forced to take it, and we saw what happened with him. So ultimately, he's. You know, because of his ideals, that also shows with the power that comes. Same with Cap. Um, same with a few other people, and I'm going to talk about this with the Thunderbolts later with the serum. Um, and in in uh, we do know um, Zemo does take him in the comics, so I don't kind of know where they're going to go with that. Um, Carly, she's taken the super serum. since uh, syndrome. I did it again. I can't do it. Taking the super serum, and you know she's not gone that violent, but yet she but she's like a young teenager messing in the head fighting for what she believes is right, but ultimately it's not <coughs> fake woke just let you know sorry, sorry I had to get that. Uh, um and then um so you're right, I don't think it's a question of wanting it. and then you've got cap, you know who's taken it because he wants the power, he wants to feel the strength, he wants to help people, he wants to be the one that everyone looks up to. And I think it's that ego which ultimately turns, it's a bit Star Warsy here, the ego which turns you into kind of, you know, fear and all that stuff, ultimately bringing out the bad in you, or such, should we say, the dark side.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it, it is it is arguably the reason why, he goes mad you know obviously he's seen the death of his friend Mm. but also at the same time he's got this uh foreign substance running through his body which remember this is probably only the day after he's taken it so it's probably messing with his metabolism messing with his brain you know there's probably loads of things going on with him um on a metabolic level right now um i do think that the the serum does change a person and i think that sam uh, realizes that the only person that it has never changed was steve and that that was a rare case
1: mm, true very very true very true I, I see the serum a little bit like frodo's ring in lord of the rings
0: yes yeah, absolutely. Like, it's it's temptation, isn't it? It's like, mm. it's there, like, oh, come on, be better. Power, power, power. But when it actually ultimately comes down to it, what does power do? Corrupts. And we've seen that in this episode.
1: And, okay, I'm not going off the point, and we're going to go and press play in, in just a second, but I did this on my Saturday morning show. And I I, I don't know why, because when I was... When I was watching um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and they're all talking about the power and the the serum and moving forwards and the changes in the world, I couldn't help but think. And one thing, guys, um, as I'm saying this, you have to realize the Falcon and Winter Soldier was written before uh, the pandemic. And apparently a lot of the story was to do with a virus and they had vaccines in a virus. Now, when the pandemic was on, they changed a lot of these lines. You can all go and check it out. They said they had to, because I I personally think they should have carried on with the storyline because it would have been more, more relevant. But they thought they don't want to because it could cause a lot of friction and with all the deaths of the people haven't. So this is why you see a lot of shots that don't make sense where they where they kind of do over the shot shoulders and some of the words ain't syncing up because they would to go at reback and reshoot. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, true, true thing, man. Check this out. So,
2: okay.
1: so it was a lot to do with that, with all, with all this kind of like, would you take the vaccine? Would you not? Apparently, this is what it was. Yeah, and it was some, it was a messed up scenario. <laughs> now. And I'm just touching on this, and I don't want to go into it because we are talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Not. But it's this thing like even what Elon Musk is doing with um, uh, uh, with the chip at the back of the head, you know, which ultimately could change a person's persona, could, you know, give you life again. Um, it's called Neuralink. I don't know if you know about it, but, you you know, um, you can get Neuralink planted in the back of your head. Um, and it's supposed to help with things like Parkinson's and, you know, any kind of disabilities and stuff like that, kind of powers up the nepsis. Don't want to go into it too much. I do know about it, but we have ages. And the question is, and people were chiming in on my Saturday morning show, some people said they'll take it, some people said they wouldn't because ultimately it could make you better than everybody else for people who couldn't afford it. And it's kind of what Zemo's fighting against. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree, because he's seen that that um that power that you know a, p- a person trying being more than a person should be you know like that he saw that in steve you know he saw you know steve as uh one sided too powerful and i think that that's what he's trying to sort of hold back from the world but it didn't surprise me that he broke the vials to be honest
2: mm.
1: right we got Shall
0: yeah, let's just really whack through these messages as quickly as possible. And mm. then I can move on to something that I really, really want to talk about. And uh, yeah, I'll keep you in suspense. Here we go.
3: Yeah, I'll add, look, remember this. Sam was a, um an army therapy guy in Winter Soldier. Mm. And he said he lost his co pilot, Riley, when he got knocked out of the sky by an RPG. So seeing Sam's face like that, he hasn't seen anything like that before. What went away back. That Walker killed that guy. With I was like he said that um his grandfather served World War II and that he was an idol Captain America. So he was killed by the thing he loved. Mate. Erskine was right. Good becomes good. Bad becomes worse.
2: Yeah.
3: Earthskine was right.
2: Mm,
0: and like that final image of the episode with the shield covered in blood was very, very disturbing. Uh, I mean, this whole thing of what's going on
1: with um, anti cap, US agent, you No know, amalgamation. one I won't have to keep saying this because people get upset when I say anti cap, they're going, like, He's a US agent. I'm like, Yeah, but the cinematic universe amalgamating him that's what they're doing because they're playing with the double storylines, but um. <laughs> If you go back a few episodes, when he talks to the police officers, listen to the words he says, do what is necessary. You know, don't hold back. Then we see the red, red, white and stars on the shield with blood all over it. And it's a very big representation of what's going on in the US at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely tapping into um, the psyche of uh, politically and, you know, almost like a revolution in a lot of areas of American life. And I can definitely feel that this is tying into that. It is, you know, and and it's,
1: it's great viewing. If you can, if you can go read between the connotations of it and really take what you need to out of it, it you know, it, it, it's amazing viewing. but I think we should keep going on the messages, but big up. Here we go. One.
3: And then also, should we know from civil war, that Bucky can speak Romanian, because when mm. he was hot in Bucharest in Romania, yeah. now we know he can speak Wakandan. Because he spoke, as he said, he's an, he's an end to a means. Back to Io in Wakandan. Like, I do see some sort of, like, some sort of relationship between Io and Bucky, because the way that Io deactivated Bucky's arm, like, was the same way that, um, what was it, um, When Steve, when Steve dropped the shield, it's the same way. So, can we see, can we see um, Bucky in Buck Panther two, being like a protector for Wakanda, seen as T'Challa, will be somehow shown to be dead, pre film or something? Because well, rest in power, King. Mm.
0: Okay, interesting. What do you think, Rish?
1: All right, Aussie Warrior, I have actually been thinking about this, my dear friend. Throughout this whole episode, I was looking at all the Wakanda references you know um I, I i was looking at ao i hope they don't do two things i hope they don't do a love scene between ao and um abuki purely because she is lesbian in um uh in the comics and i would like to see that materialize on screen you know um i'll that earlier and i think they should carry on um and and that's with um uh what was the name again that's akimo akio sorry um also I, I've been thinking about this. So if you look at the timelines and everything, it, it would have been Black T'Challa who sent over um, the guys to uh, Bucky to say, why have you freedom? What's going on? But we know he's dead. But at the moment, he's technically alive in the cinematic universe. So where are they going to go with this? What's going to happen? Um We know Suri's going to take on uh, the mantle for Black Panther. But I noticed something else as well. And I don't know. I don't think they're going to go with this. I don't think they are. But you don't know with Marvel at the moment. Because they have been struck with a few things. Did you notice when they were fighting and Sam was kind of helping Bucky have the little fight, you know. Because they were trying to stop what was going on there, you know. Yeah. When she hits him with the spear... He kind of grabs it and it pushes him. When he touches it, I did this in slow-mo. I was thinking, what happened here? You hear the roar of the Black Panther. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're not going to, are they? Are they going to make Bucky into um, uh, the new cap, which we know happens in the comics? And maybe Sam might take the mantelpiece of Black Panther, maybe, I don't know.
0: But hasn't it been announced it's his sister?
1: It has has been
2: announced,
1: yeah. It has been announced it's his sister, but how long do they go on with that story? I don't know. Mm. Do you know? know Interesting stuff. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. saying it's gonna happen. I'm just, I just noticed it, and I was like, "That's strange." And but going back onto Aussie Warrior's story, uh, it's gonna be amazing to see what they do with T'Challa because, yeah, you know, I'd like you said at the moment he's alive, so Black Panther Two's on its way. You know, how does it open up? Does it open up with his death? Do you know? Are they gonna show his death and Suri's taken over? And like, like, what's gonna happen? I mean, I don't know that bit. I cannot. I can't even. I don't. Think I can even begin to guess.
0: How they're going to do that. Yeah. Interesting stuff, Rich. Mm. Good food for thought. Let's hit the next message. Here we go. Andrew. I listen to your lives time to time, bro. Your shit be fucking amazing, bro. You be talking real facts. Yo, Rishi, I don't really know you, bro, but big ups to you, bro. I wish you all the best. But yo, I have a quick question. Uh, I'm hosting a live tonight at 9 p.m. I wanted like a lot of people to join it. If y'all can go follow my Instagram, that would be great for real. Like that would really help me out.
4: Yeah, Morley <laughs> would take up. it because I think with the serum, I think the only person that he thinks that should have it was Steve Rogers, <laughs> and I think that's his uh, like, like, like plane of thought right now. But, like, yeah, if he has to, <laughs> he, will, he will have to take it. Because, you know, <laughs> guess who's now taking it? <laughs> and just remember that moment. He's like, what did you do? When he realized yeah. that uh, yeah. the new Captain America, like, is strong.
0: <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Was his reaction. Um, Interesting. And go...
1: Going back onto Denny Kinks here quickly, and this is something me and Keith have both been asking from the beginning of um, uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier where the hell is old Steve? Where is old Cap? Where is he he he? On the moon? I need to know
0: Is like, he in a care All This
2: shit's
1: going on, and my old my man old man's like sitting there just loving life. Like, where is he? What's going on? He needs to like there's been so many bits here where old Cap I mean, listen, he might be old. But he still stands for the righteousness stuff, you know. We saw that the in in, 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 end in Endgame, you know. He should possibly be popping up, going, "Look, you nice know, Sam, maybe you shouldn't have gave the shield. I gave the shield to you for a reason. You know, a little pep talk or oh, shit. Bucky's going for a bit of stuff. Shit, you just broke out Zemo. Why have you done that? Hold on, you know what's going on here? Why is the there's so much here to be spoke about? Where is old
0: Steve? <laughs> yeah. On it, Rishi. I'm just going to throw this uh, theory into the mix very quickly. If this okay. line isn't used in this series, I'm going to be very disappointed. So, had this final battle going on with uh with Anticap, boom, 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 suddenly, boom, the door like thrown open, and there's a dark shadow figure walks through and it he walks into the light and it's old Steve, and he just looks at Anti Cap in the eyes and goes, give me my shield back, bitch. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the reaction I thought you were going to say. <laughs> well, in the comics, old Cap
1: does have a, a presence. Let me just tell you that. Old Cap has a presence. Hmm. A very big presence, actually. So, do you know, like, we need to see him somewhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, I think we need to see. Uh, I got a... Oh, it's my time for my weekly picture from Vader. What's Vader sending me through today? Oh. Avengers West Coast terminated. When Avengers collide, the demise and fall of the Avengers West Coast. Oh. And it's got mm-hmm. a picture of the two Captain America's fighting. So maybe yeah. he will turn in and go, Give me my shield back, bitch. Richie, can you deliver well, that line for me? Can you deliver that line for me with, with passion?
1: Give me my shield back, bitch.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to take a but, snippet of that for my ringtone. <laughs> but um, yeah, with the West Coast Avengers, what
1: happens is. Um, Old Cap and New Cap do have a, 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 a fight. Um, ultimately, uh, Old Cap wins, you know, um, and New Cap kind of realises how he then changes his character. Well, who does he become after that? He gives it up and, oh, God, who does he become? I totally forgot now. Shit. You're going to have to help me here. He, he doesn't become the US agent after that. He becomes somebody else. Or does he become the US agent? I'll have to go back and look at it. I can't remember which one. But he changes his character again. And ultimately, he kind of is
0: good. He, I think, oh, God. Was he like...
1: Uh, what team does he join again? I'll have to check it out. I can't remember.
0: That's right. Whilst we're doing that, let's hit some more ditties. I'm not having very much success with hitting the ditties. Originally,
3: I got up for the show. I've worked this morning at 30 so I got up just to listen to the show. Always <gasps> do. It's a good show.
0: Ah, oh, there you go. Big my up. Cy- my cynicism was uh, was dispelled, and he did get up for the show. Thank you so much, uh, Nathan. We really do appreciate you doing that.
4: And I can't remember if um like there was a conversation. When he was explaining uh, the new Captain America, I don't know his name really, because I can't. (laughs) But um, he was explaining how Steve Rogers just took it, but actually been through it. And then, like, you know what I mean? Like, Steve Rogers just took it, and then he was Captain America (laughs) Uh, without being in the field and all that stuff he was just in the field as Captain America. And I think he was saying a little bit more of, in the conversation, he was like, i actually been through the field, I've been through all this crazy stuff, and I do deserve to be Captain America, you know? But, oh, that scene when he just murdered, oh my gosh. One of the super soldiers, well, not super soldiers.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, though, like, It's not as if he's going to get away with it. Like the whole world has seen him commit that act. And I'm really wondering about how he's going to spin that to be a positive. Or is he going to spin it? Is he going to go on the run? You know, is he going to be like deposed? Like where where do you think that that element of the story can go, Rish? Right. So I think before we touch on
1: that element, we really need to speak on what's going on here because i mean i remember a lot of people saying could this go into maybe the civil war 2 type of story and stuff like that earlier on in the days when we first started doing the falcon and winter soldier and i was looking at it this week and i thought to myself maybe maybe and the reason being is because you got to look at what's going on here now White Russell is playing anti-cap US agent, whatever you want to call him, amalgamation. That's what I call him. And his acting is great. Now, John Walker, even in the comics, has always wanted to be this hero. He felt he deserved it. He also had something to prove all the time: it's his character. Um, and then it, it, there's uh, the power broker, who's played by this guy called Curtis Jackson um, in the comics. He gives him the, like we said, the serum I spoke about earlier. Um, his parents die, you know, shot by vigilantes, which make him lose it. And we obviously, um, uh, and then Lamar comes in and all that kind of stuff, who, who's uh, Hoskins friend in here. Now, this is why I think they're going to go with the Civil War storyline. Now, I, I noticed and, and hear me out here because I'm trying to piece things up. But first of all, is Hoskins dead? I don't know. Yes, I think I think he might be dead. But could there be something else? Because in the Civil War storyline, yeah, um, in the comics, he breaks his back. Yeah, but he comes back as Battlestar a little bit later on. Now, in the midst of this whole storyline, there's kind of these two sorts of people who have broken up. You know, as we know, some people think um, they shouldn't be doing this. Superheroes are bad. Some people say, no, superheroes need to be kind of like this. And this is what we're seeing at the moment. We see, we see kind of Sam resonating with Carly, thinking, well, yeah, man, the world's gone mad and, you know, we need to kind of change things. Uh, we see the superheroes, who are ultimately turning into the villains. And we see the villains who are ultimately turning into the good guys, like Zemo and stuff like that. We're seeing a swap and a 360 flip um, between the heroes and the anti-heroes. Um, so is that where they're going with this?
0: Mm. Yeah, interesting like conversation to have. But you've always said, haven't you, like that you, you felt that this next phase was always going to be about the villains. Yeah.
1: I have indeed. So, I have indeed. Um, I, I, and, and do you know what? And with the villains and stuff come like the, what we call the anti-heroes, who are heroes, but kind of do it um, on their own back. And then, when you talk about things like this, Um, And we talk about the Flag Smashers, we talk about Carly, we talk about Zemo. There's one big anti-hero who's huge here, who I think we might see at some point. Whether it's in Falcon or Winter Soldier, I don't know. Um, The Punisher.
0: Oh, okay. Biggest
1: anti-hero of them all.
0: Well, The Punisher obviously had his own Netflix series and was featured very heavily in season two of daredevil so if they could bring back that same sort of character i don't see why not not canon. like i don't see why i don't see why the punisher couldn't make a return because I mean, shut up <laughs> the netflix series are canon they're not canon <laughs> oh my god Bear, no. John Bear, um, Bernthal who plays The Punisher, is amazing. It is canon. They talk about story plot lines that happen in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Of course, they are canon. Oh, God.
1: you oh can oh hear God. the
0: raw emotion in my voice then? <laughs> Shut up. They are canon. How dare you? <laughs> but, um, I will fight for those shows' rights to be canon forever.
1: Mhm. Right. Let, yeah. let, let's go. Let's go through the messages. Can I just add one more thing yeah. as well? I have to say. Of this. course. Why the hell? I mean, how many times does Bucky need to lose his arm? <laughs>
0: That was this quite funny when his arm fell off. This man's coming
1: off like anything. Every time you had bloody his arm get ripped off the first time, you had um, uh, Tony Stark blow his arm off, you know, uh, A.O. took his arm off now. It's like, damn, man, this man needs to keep that arm on.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's becoming a little bit emasculating, isn't it? Like when he get, <laughs> just loses an arm every now and again. It's like, okay. <laughs> He just he just looks at it as if to go, oh, oh, well, that's my arm, off
1: again. <laughs> he, he's like, no action? He, he, is there? He's like, but Mister Potato Head from uh, Toy Story. You know when St. Ford's over, uh, pick it up, put it back on.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh dang it, oh bugger, oh never mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, let's let's wade through these messages. Here we
3: go, lads. Patriot is a Bradley. Great. Isaiah Bradley's grandson. We saw him in episode that's... two when Isaiah threw the mint tin into the wall from Bucky and Sam. Patriot, is I, Is I Elijah Bradley. Yeah. So
0: why sorry. is Captain America saying, "Don't patriotize me"?
1: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. We did mention that a few episodes ago because we did see Elijah Bradley and his grandson, and I said he was part of the Young Avengers. He becomes a patriot. Yes, that's correct. Sorry, sorry, my bad. As you a bit tired today.
5: Cool.
0: next! Oh god, I'm really bad at hitting these messages today.
3: Yeah, lads, remember what Ursquan um, said in First Avenger. A man who is strong, who knows power all his life, loses respect for its power. While a man who is weak sees power as lucky he understands the power of the serum. So yeah, because Walker's been a soldier in Afghanistan and he's used to ordering people around, he's known to have respect among his his, his colleagues. Like um like on Battlestar said in the thing, so yeah. Again, Erskine was right.
1: Mmm. I agree. I agree, Aussie Warrior.
0: Yeah, absolutely, me too. Great stuff. Power definitely corrupts, you're correct. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Power corrupts. And that's exactly what's happening to Walker right now.
3: Yeah, plus, if you look closely there, lads, if you look at Walker's left hand after you've taken a serum, you can see it's constantly shaking. So you can see he's slowly using he's slowly losing his psyche. And yet also if you look at Walker's uniform, there's no white. Because we know that this is have the red, white, and blue on the cap's uniform, but with this one, there's no white. The white in the flag represents pure purity and innocence. So with not having the white on Walker's uniform, we should have seen this back in first episode. See that he going to turn bad from the first episode. Because well, why is there no whites in the first place? Like why would someone be so careless not include whites in uniform?
1: Yep, um, I was going to talk about that a bit later on in the show. I don't want to go go into it all in the... What a first 34 minutes this has been. Uh, <laughs> but um, I know, yeah, right? It's been packed. It, 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 you can see it was a good, a good episode. But yeah, the, the Dark Avengers, um, I, I have a sneaky feeling we... Okay, when I say we're going to have the Dark Avengers, don't take my words literally like there's going to be a show or a movie called the Dark Avengers. What I'm saying is that we're going to see elements of the Dark Avengers within what we're going to get, you know, within these movies, within these series. And then you can point and think, oh, yep, Dark Avengers, I get that. You know, um, and, and I see that coming about. And I think that's what they're kind of going with. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Dark revenge.
4: Yes, where is he? I was like, can we have like a moment when like we see the old Captain America, but like him <laughs> as old, and they like talk to him. <laughs> like, man, but you know what?
0: It's all about the money.
4: <laughs>
0: it's all about the money, money, money. Well, yeah, I mean, getting him in for a day wouldn't hurt, would it?
1: Are you talking about old life? Cap- Or Chris Evans, old cap.
0: Now, Chris
1: Evans, as old cap. Do you know what they need to do it? Like he's there, you know. He's not dead. Well, we don't think he's dead. They've not made any reference to it. Um, Like if he's around, he needs to come back. I just look. If I, if I was writing a movie or a series or whatever. I would sit there and think to myself, what would happen in real life to try and put, no matter how fantasy something is, how much can we resonate with what's going on in real life? Now, if we had someone old, whatever, you know, surely they would still pop up. They were one of the greatest superheroes the world ever knew. You know, there'll be some sort of connection, some sort of conversation going on um, and something which we're not having, which also makes me think, where the hell is everybody else? With all this stuff going on, I mean, what? Well, okay, Doctor Stranger can understand. He's probably on a mountain somewhere praying because that this is just probably beneath him uh, to sort this problem out. So he's like, "Well, they can deal with it." Although the world might end up just freaking going to shits, but hey, who cares? I need to meditate, uh, right? Um, you know, Hulk. You know, where's Hulk? You know, I'm sure uh, Bruce can turn up and help a bit. Whereas um, there's so many Hawkeye, you know, like like, where are these characters when when this is going on? Spider-Man is another big one. Has he just come back from the blip? Because if you look at Spider-Man far from home and you look at the timelines, that happened seven months after the blip. This happened six months after the blip. So... Spider Man, no, no, is it six months or four months? I can't remember, but Spider Man's still around.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is oh, this is always aimed at fans, isn't it? Like when situations like the Falcon and Winter Soldier, when you have such a, a big universe of characters, why aren't characters dipping in and out of? The situation, you know, like where are, where were all the Avengers? Where are all the characters during One Division? You know, like um, her friends, where were they? But it's just not how it works practically. Yeah, I know. You know, in the sto- <laughs> in the story, yeah, of course, like they would all turn up and and help out uh, Wonder if she was in trouble because they're her friend. But practically in the real world, like that, it, you know, to make those kind of projects costs a hell of a lot of money. And they don't want to be spending that much money on a TV show. No, I get that.
1: But I don't know, even in like a newspaper article, you know, Banner busy making something in laboratories. So like, <laughs> right, you know you get yeah, what but
0: I they, mean? It does. Yeah, I do. But then again, you know, we speak about this a lot. If something becomes too continuity heavy, it alienates an audience. So yeah. for, I mean I know I know what you mean. Easter eggs are fine, like just like if there's a newspaper on the on the table and the camera pans past it and you can sort of see something on it, you know that's a nice little nod. But if they if you're constantly mentioning like like old characters or you know characters that aren't there, the audience are a bit are a bit like like especially because I know for a fact that there are people that have joined the Marvel universe through WandaVision. And you don't want to be harking back to the past too much because they'll be like, "Oh my God, you know I'm watching this show I really really enjoy it but they're always talking about what happened previously and I don't have time to, to get into that and it's really ruining my enjoyment of the show so I think that um, not being too continuity heavy is definitely the way to go with these Marvel I mean I would say that you know if you were if you were watching one division and you really enjoyed it and then you went on to watch falcon and winter soldier i would say the the inclusion of wakanda would be co- quite confusing to some people you know but it, it's a plot element that needs to happen because it naturally and organically that is what would happen in that scenario you know as soon as zemo was out of prison the wakandans were like boom we're on it you know this guy killed our king so it makes sense but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, too much continuity can definitely be a killer. Look back at look back on other franchises. You know, things like, for example, Star Wars. You know, Star Wars is very continuity heavy in its final episode, as we will find out tomorrow, Rishi. Um but oh, oh. we'll uh, watch the th- rise of the planet the eight tomorrow. I, I I have no words. I have no words. <laughs>
1: I'd rather watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes than Rise of Skywalker. So.
0: <laughs> but um, no, I think I think tomorrow you're going to enjoy it, Rish. Anyway, we're off subject. Uh, yeah. But also things like Doc- Doctor Who, for example. You know, like wh- a series that has been on the TV for nearly 60 years has so much baggage, which is why it reinvents itself every now and again to sort of dump that cu- continuity by the wayside so that new viewers can enjoy the show afresh. I think that that's what Marvel is doing with these shows. They're leaving a lot of the continuity, a lot of the baggage by the wayside, as not to alienate new viewers, but also adding like little tiny bits in to make sure that the old fans are are p- pleased as well. Hmm. You don't seem, yeah. you don't you don't seem sold on that. Do you know I mean you know my take
1: on it I I'm a comic book fan and you know I always love the nods to the old things and you know um so I, yeah I just I like I like it the other way when they add it in but then that could be me being an old fart sometimes thinking mm, you need to bring them in and no, it's not you're an right old fart trust me
0: I I think everybody loves it when their fav- when their favorite franchise you know references back to things and Everybody loves that. and Everyone loves looking out for an Easter egg. But at the same time, Mm. I don't think it only becomes alienating for an audience. I think it becomes exhausting for the fans because even though they're, oh, wow, look, there's a, a newspaper article about Bruce Banner and, oh, look, there's a poster on the wall. But by the end of it, you're so tuned into searching out those Easter eggs that you're not tuned into what is actually happening in the episode and the plot. So I think that Mm. using Easter eggs and continuity sparingly is also really beneficial, not just for the project, but for the old fans as well. Doing it every now and again is fine, but overwhelming people with continuity is going to have a complete negative effect, I think. Mm. Hmm. I agree. I agree. agree. Oh, you do agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree,
1: but I, I'm a bit different, because when I watch them, I watch them in two ways, I'll first watch the, uh, just watch it for the sake of watching it, because I love movies, I love these kind of things, and really soak it up, the child in me of like, watching it from a media perspective, and not really analysing it, and then I'll watch it again, and kind of analyse it, because of the stuff we do, but I get it, when you're not doing
0: that, you're not, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, right, let's get through some dits. Ah. Keep the and
4: I'm thinking you guys mean as like, like the older version of him when he popped up, like, like, when are we going to see him?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I think we will. I think he's going to burst through the door and go, give me my shield back, bitch. Well, we know he's
1: getting the shield. We know the shield's coming back to Sam in the next episode, I think.
0: Oh, interesting.
3: Yeah, I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, guys, remember this: in the trailers, we saw Sam throwing the shield into the tree. So we got to see that episode six because we know that Bucky and Sam play with the shield in um, in Sam's Sam's home in Louisiana. So we have gone. Sam has to get the shield back because we got to see sh- Sam throwing the shield around that um around his yard into the tree because so, well, we know that Sam won't get the um, serum. But what what will happen now? We've got two more weeks to go. Then we've got to rest until Loki releases in June. So, you know, what's going to happen now? I'm going to rewatch this all after. I'm going to rewatch all of this after the end because there's was nothing to do until Loki comes out. But yeah. What do you think is going to go now for, for the next two weeks? Like, who, who's the power broker? How is Sam going to get the shield back? And what, what's going to happen to Walker? Will he be locked up, in, locked up in the raft?
0: What's going to happen now? Two weeks left. It's only six episodes. Wow. Well, carry on pressing
1: play, and I think I might know what's gonna happen next. It's gonna be a far, far throw, but hear me out.
0: Yeah, because us like you know, forward thinking and making assumptions about what's gonna happen has never gone wrong before. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag One Division. Right, here we go. <gasps>
3: Rishi, the way that um the way that Carly hit Lamar, he was hit right in the chest. And a punch that forceful would stop a person's heart. And you heard when he smashed to the column his neck broke. Yeah
2: like. So he's
3: gotta be dead because John checked his pulse, he had no pulse. So Lamar is dead. Lamar's dead. Besides, what else would set off John to kill that guy?
1: Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know he's dead. I just had to, something in me just wanted to see more Lamar, more Star Battle, Battlestar, more, uh, you know, like, i go with the comics a little bit. But then again, I'm a fan, so I'm going to ask that. But you're right. When it comes to cinematic stuff, you can't go down all these storylines and stuff. So um, that's just me saying it from that point of view. Um, here's another thing, actually, that I want to throw out to the listeners and the viewers and everyone, and to you, Keith, as well, obviously.
2: Cat mm-hmm.
1: is now a super soldier, yeah. Yeah, he threw his shield with velocity at Zemo's head. Surely that should have chopped his <laughs> head
0: off. I really felt that when it went the man's really having go, a whiskey oh, oh. and just putting a bit of an ice pack on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's hard, did not he? He's from Eastern <laughs> Europe, <laughs> yeah, man. They do that to wake him up in the morning. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I'm, I'm getting to my problem about what's going on at the moment now. So like, if you look at the comics, Cap's very careful what he does with that shield, because that shield is made of vibranium. It's strong as fuck. It can do a lot of shit, you know, and he holds it tight. A lot of people can't even control that shield. They've tried to and they can't. It's a bit like Thor's hammer. You know, obviously anyone can pick it up. But actually controlling and wielding it is a bit different. And like like we see in the stories They throw it with veracity And it breaks into trees It it breaks into cement It does all this stuff That hit Zemo full pelt in the head (laughs) (laughs) I was like Come on, dude. Yeah, you know I mean, I was a bit, I was a bit upset about that little scene. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was a bit.
0: <laughs> maybe he's got a metal plate in his head from some previous scrape. I don't
1: know. I want to know how he. Made... I think he might. Well, have Maybe he the didn't serum. actually
0: throw it that hard. I don't think he what? actually threw it that hard. I think it was more oh, do like you know a... what, like throwing dude, a frisbee.
1: I'm changing my mind. I think maybe Zima has taken the serum, but we just don't know yet
0: that person who went past on the motorbike I I think agrees with you he's becoming a weekly on the Marvel
1: Monday show isn't
0: he he is alright mate yeah yeah Marvel Monday (laughs) no you piss Um, off um (laughs) Um, don't don't... seriously so yeah maybe but I don't think so I think it's against all of these ethics 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 and morals to do that.
1: Yeah, but maybe because he wants to be the only one, because he in in his maniac mind he believes only he can control it, and nobody else should have that power. And then whatever, I don't know.
0: I know that I'm really looking forward to the post credit sequence of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think I think that's probably going to be the most exciting thing about the whole thing.
1: Hmm. I mean, there's been some great bits in this. Don't get me wrong. There's been some. Oh yeah, yeah, bits. absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, let's, let's go with the messages. Let's... Messages coming in. Let's let's fire through.
4: Yeah. You made you a go. really good point about like the the we see the heroes turn into the villains and the villains turn into the heroes, and what I'm getting from that, just from you speaking, Rishi, if I'm saying this correctly, um, I think like I think that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just making it their creep look in my eyes right now, it's just like I don't even know who is a villain or a hero. everybody is just everybody has done bad, um everybody is doing good too, <laughs> but it's all in their feelings as well <laughs> and plus, and I think it's because you know they went through crazy loss and they they're realizing everything now it's my thoughts
0: yeah and i and i must say also that um oh what was i going to say i completely lost my train of thought i was thinking about it so much it disappeared yeah also like i was going to say i have said this most weeks and Rishi is getting a little bit scared um, about me, I think. But I actually do really empathise or sympathise with the Flag Smashers. Mm-hmm. You know, like, imagine this, okay. Um, there's a beautiful house, okay, that you walk past every single day and you absolutely think it's beautiful. And then one day... My house! Owners, Yeah, your house. (laughs) Um, And then one day the owners disappear. Like the owners just disappear. No one knows where they are. They're gone for a long time and the house ends up for sale. And you have enough because of like they weren't the only ones to disappear. A lot of people disappear. So therefore the housing prices drop completely and you can afford your dream house. This is it. This is the moment you've been waiting for. So you move in. You make everything your own, your loving life. And then the people who own the house come back and you're thrown out on your ass. Like, I would be so pissed off uh, beyond belief. Well, that is basically what Carly is saying. You know, when the um, when the people came back from the uh, the snatcher, uh all these people demanded their property back demanded their land back demanded everything back and the people that were now you know had made their lives in these houses and on this land were being told to get off and where are they going to go you know there's that suddenly everything's changed so i completely empathize and sympathize with them but obviously i don't sympathize with the fact that they're killing people that is bad bad carly but at At the same time, I think that if they weren't doing that, if they weren't, like, committing acts of murder and hurting people, I think that if I existed in this world, I would be a flag smasher. There you go. I said it.
1: Um, Yeah, guys, just let you know... um... <laughs> if the Flag Smasher is a made-up terrorist group, so let's not start calling nine one one or nine 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 on Keith just yet. <laughs> um, but, guys, I, yeah, I agree as well. I mean, and to be honest with you, this is something that happened in uh, was it home? Not uh, far from home. Um, when Aunt May's explaining to Peter Parker about how she, because she got um, in the snapshot, she she vanished and she came back, and when she came back she came back in her old apartment finding other people living there. Yeah. And so they were nice enough. They just thought, well, you've been living there for five years. You keep it. We'll go and rent somewhere else. And that's what Peter and Aunt May did in Queens. They went and moved somewhere else. But who would do that? Because everyone's going to start finding, this is my land. This is my house. This is my property. It's a, exactly. It, it's a weird thing that's going on in the world there, in that universe.
0: Exactly. But I 100% like and I don't see the flag smashers as terrorists. I do see them as revolutionists and I I really admire them for that. But don't kill people. That's yeah, definitely don't do that. But um in every other aspect I would hundred percent P be a flag smasher.
1: Well that carry on playing messages because I got some spoilers for you. Uh oh. Oh
6: fellas, hey, I'm at work, so I can't talk a whole bunch, but I want to say I refuse to accept anybody in the role of Punisher other than John Barenthal yeah. and Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I-, I I'm just saying.
0: Yes, because they are canon. <laughs> Vader, thank you. Thank you, Vader. Love you, love you, love you. Because they love are you, Vader. canon. <laughs> Here we go.
3: Keith, but Netflix shows are not canon. And the, <laughs> with the deal that Netflix signed with Marvel, if Netflix decided to bend off the characters, which they have, Marvel can't make a series with them for five years. So it's going to be probably another 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 year and a half after we see John Burdenfall play Frank Castle again. Because of course they're going to cast John fall. He played the perfect Frank Castle in the TV series.
0: Just for Aussie Warrior. No, no. I'm glad. He, I'm glad he's your super fan and not mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's You're all I'm have- gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is canon. Kevin Feige. <laughs> Kevin Feige contacted me on Grinder and told me that it's canon. So shush. Oh
4: God! Okay. <laughs> and usually like a comic book show has like a a villain. And there's no villain yet. Like even Carly's not a villain in my eyes after this episode. Her name's Carly, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agree with you. That's why. See? Danico would also be with me. He would be a flag smasher with me. Me and Danico would walk shoulder <laughs> to shoulder. Stop Danico trying to hire people to be me.
1: flag smashers.
0: I'm gonna buy a flag on eBay and just punch it, as because I'm a flag smasher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just know for what careful. country yet. Yeah,
1: just be careful what flag you're smashing here, you know, just in case.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good shout. Actually,
4: <laughs> I didn't know they can do that. <laughs> yeah, the Bucky arm thing is just funny. <laughs> just a gimmick.
0: <laughs> it's just his face after they do it Like after his arm falls off He's just like, um, rude <laughs> It's really funny But Vader You gotta remember, Rishi
6: You know what I'm saying There's there's other villains running around too So they're, they're all Everybody's always fighting somebody In the Marvel Universe <laughs> Plus, you know, dealing with their own lives <laughs> I'm just saying
0: Yeah very
2: exactly.
0: true. <laughs> Who's to say that at this very moment, whilst Falcon and Winter Soldier is going on, that, you know, Doctor Strange isn't having a fight with somebody else, or, you know, Ant Man is having trouble with the quantum in the quantum realm? You know, there's so many, like, you know, we we spoke, I think, at the beginning, like, where does this fit into the WandaVision timeline? And this is happening pretty much. Like around the same time,
1: no. After One Division.
0: Oh, I can't remember what we said. Now was it after?
1: Yeah, One Division is four weeks after the Snapchat. This is two or three months after the Snapchat, right? And Homecoming was seven months after the Snapchat.
0: Right, right. That makes sense. Mm. Okay. Right, next message.
3: And one thing I do like is that El Chapo is continuity continuity in, in, this, in the universe. Because we heard Seven Bucky saying that Zemo pulled El Chapo. At so least we know that El Chapo <laughs> used to, exists inside this universe. So it's good to know that they said El Chapo that was so funny. So we, we should have known that he was going to escape somehow.
1: Yeah, the whole El Chapo thing was a bit strange. I must admit. I yeah. Looked at that, I was like, "We got a drug lord."
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: No,
0: absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. Keep the messages coming.
5: All the the superhero films. You can even take whatever kind of thing as well you know star wars whatever it is it's all cash cow in it you know even from the early days it's all a cash cow to get people's money and they've done a good job but i think in the last 10 15 years they've kind of been repeating the need to get out of that loop of repeating the same fucking superheroes and shit. i like what star wars is doing they're actually thinking outside the box thinking about characters Should be at the forefront, but they won't before. They need to think about that Um, with with Marvel and DC. They need to think of um, just different things. I suppose that they've kind of partnered a lot of superheroes together, but they need to think of different superheroes ultimately.
0: Well, we are getting a lot of different. Superheroes, aren't we? Very, very soon with uh, things like uh, the Eternals turning up, and you know, in the series we've got um, She Hulk coming. We've got we've got uh, Shang Chi. We've got loads of different characters coming in. I don't agree with you about the repetition because I think that, especially with Falcon and Winter Soldier, the 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 narrative um, like the progress of the narrative to me feels like this is what would happen you know to I me mean? it doesn't feel like we're going back and we're telling the same old story it does feel naturally like the progression of the narrative so i do disagree with you in the fact that when you say that they are uh, repeating themselves you only need to go back and watch one division to know that they're not repeating themselves That they're doing really different things and i think that loki will be uh, one of those shows as well where Marvel really pushed the boundaries with their characters um, yeah so uh, thank you Libertine but I will say that on this occasion uh, J disagree avec toi
1: yeah uh, two things quickly uh, just a quick shout as well because I saw conservative OG I see you clapping up the house big up to you thank you for sharing the show uh, Connectivity uh, Aussie Warrior Uh, Alfie, Shalok, uh, William992, Polymoms, uh, Land, Luba, Kimberly, Ann, uh, Willem. Oh, God, so many people in here. Um, Chloe, uh, Mountain Mama, uh, everybody else, thank you so much. Uh, Denny uh, Kings, Aussie Warrior, all you guys, lots and lots of love. Thank you for chiming in. Um, And also, yeah, no, I agree. This isn't, and please forgive me for saying this, I don't want to talk about it too much, but you look at kind of the Star Wars or whatever, although they decided to move the story on in the new trilogies, they felt like we were watching the same old thing and and they did it in a a worse way. I feel Marvel hasn't done that. I feel the stories are progressing and we're moving in a journey with these guys. We're not going too back um, and we are moving forwards. We've even found out actually um, Black Widow is not really a prequel. Um, it's kind of what's going on at a time period so that's quite good as well so uh, I like that
0: yeah absolutely yeah I don't I don't, I think Marvel is one of those franchises that really isn't uh, doing that whole thing of repetition Right, yeah. next message oh here
3: we go. and also what I said the Dormalajay a jurisdiction where the Dormalajay needs to be that's what I like about that. <laughs> Seriously. John Walker, what you call anti-cap. It, like like I said back in episode one, like he thinks it's all high and mighty. Because like we know that he said in episode two that when the shrink said, whose who's, who's orders are we, am I releasing Bucky? He pointed to himself. So John's always been a self-centered, arrogant prick. And I do believe that is what Marvel are trying to do with John Walker, because well, <laughs> Wyatt Russell he's an excellent actor, the Pretty. son of the son of Kurt. So yeah, this is probably Marvel's idea the whole time to get everyone to hate to hate the actor to hate the role of John Walker and focus more on rooting for Sam. It's probably their idea the whole time.
5: Mm.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? Ozzy Warrior makes a really valid point here. When he dawned... Do you think they got someone who adorned that suit who just wouldn't be likeable? Because the minute we saw him put that suit on and we saw his ears and everything pop out, we're like, oh my God, he looks like a dweeb in that. And...
0: He looked like an old granny, gurning
1: uh, And, like, we didn't like him wearing that suit. Now we just don't like him. But then again, now I feel for him more. I've got more affectionate towards him because I'm like... Fucking poor git. He just wants to try and do the right thing, but he can't, can he?
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. No, uh, you. I'm feeling uh, Just to let you know that um, the, the next message coming up, I don't agree with a single word of it.
3: Okay, Keith. Okay. If the Netflix series are canon, then why are we going to see two versions of Michelle, Maheshul Ali? And then the one that played... um. Ch- the mother of Charlie Spencer in Civil War. They both played roles in the T V series, so why are they in, in 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 the movies? Tell me how that is gonna exist there, Keith. The Netflix series are not canon. Same as Angel Shield, same as same as Ancient Carter. All the T V series before Dizzy Plots before the Kither rolled in are not canon.
0: No, but if you go back and look on all of those shows, if you go back and look on Daredevil, if you go back and look on Jessica Jones, uh, uh, Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Kevin Kevin Feige is an executive producer or a producer on those shows. So he uh, had a hand in their creation and the stories that were told. So um, I'm sorry, Aussie Warrior, I completely disagree with you. Uh, I, I must um, admit, though, as, I don't... To say, to say about the actors, like, playing double parts, they do that all the time. Like, it's it's just a necessity, isn't it? Maybe if like, they they like working with an actor, and because it's two different mediums. I mean, they do it all the time, really.
1: The question is, what... I, I need to speak to Kevin Feige. I want to... You're right, there is a lot of continuity there. There is, there absolutely is, you know, uh, but... At the same time, like he, he he's like the main executive for everything that goes on at Marvel. And he has said it new. He goes, it's not canon. He goes, it's not canon. Forget about Proof
0: it. Prove it. And Where I, has he said I, that? I, Hang on.
1: And he has said it. He said it loads of times. He says it like at every Comic Con. But the question is, I don't know why he says it. And, and that's a true thing. Because I agree with you. But I don't know why he says it's not canon. Now, I can't fathom why he says it, um, like, but he does. He keeps going. It's not. It's not canon.
0: I don't know why he'd do that because it. it to me, that is that is is actually quite disrespectful. I think to the people involved in those projects because if you think about Agent Coulson, you know the first sort of two, three series of Agents of Shield like deal with Agent Coulson's. Um, you know, coming back to life after he was stabbed by Loki in uh, the very first Avengers movie. So I just don't see, narratively, how they're not canon. I don't know. I I agree with you, but I have to listen to what Kevin Feige says. Kevin Feige, can kiss my ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to quickly move on then, guys, and say uh, a, a few things, actually, and just kind of... So I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. Not a huge rant, but something which I believe that I, I wanted to talk on that I noticed when watching this, and we once again see Sharon talking about the power broker. And I know Ozzy Warren and a few people saying, "Oh, who's the power broker? What's going on with the power broker and that?" Um, and th- whoever the power broker is is going to be a pivotal part, a pivotal part in the storytelling. You know. Um, although we have me, you, Keith, and all the listeners and all the fans out there have spoke about this in past episodes. But just to uh, reiterate, you know, we have people in mind who we think this might be. And you know, this could be Zemo, uh, this could be uh, Sharon Carter, it could be the Mandarin, it could be Thunderbolt Ross, all that kind of stuff. All whom could be the power broker. But I had a thought the other day when I was watching this, and I don't know why. Now, Vader 66, I hope you're, you're listening to this because I might need you to mention or any other comic book fans out there, you know, uh, chiming after I've said this. I was sitting there watching this, and I was looking at them all, and I thought, this reminds me of a story. Now, I don't remember the full story, but I remember my brother telling me about it, and I remember kind of reading about it a little bit. Um, I, I remember one major storyline from it, and I have read that comic, but not the, the prequel to it. Um, but the thought that I had was that there's a group of people here, yeah. Now, hear me out, we need to go down this conspiracy route here, people, yeah. And the reason why we now need to go down the conspiracy is because you're probably asking why, but because okay, the first episode was called a new world order, right? We even see in the credits, you know. Like uh, the uh, the Illuminati, the all-seeing eye, yeah, that's everywhere. It's a there's a lot of representation about that in this series. Now, we know that the Illuminati has been in the Marvel comics, and they are huge in the uh, uh, Marvel comics, and especially after the Scroll War, you know. So, which goes to show me. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we do know Marvel likes to take little elements from the comics and then make it a bit of a different storyline. But then we here we've got the GRC. Now, the GRC believe they're doing right, just like in the comics, the Illuminati believe they're doing right. Now, in the Illuminati are basically run by Charles Xavier. Uh. So, yeah, X-Men. Might be happening, might be happening. Um, Namor is part of the um, Illuminati. Um, uh, Black Panther is part of the Illuminati as well. Um, Reed Richards, uh, Black Bolt from the Inhumans, Doctor Strange. Um, and in fact, they're the ones that are responsible for Planet Hulk when they deem him to be dangerous and they send him off into space. You know, it's a huge comic book. Oh, that's the comic I've read. Now, the Illuminati... Yeah, obviously, like I said, they're all run by this. So my in my mind's going, this do. So we're gonna see this group, yeah. We don't know, but just food for thought that are we going in a direction where all these characters, like the heroes, are behind the GRC, believing that they're doing good when they're not, and just just going back onto what I said before you know, where the antiheroes become the heroes, the heroes become the antiheroes and so forth. Now, maybe it might not be the Illuminati, let's say, but could they take on a similar sort of storyline with Zemo and Sharon Carter and whatever? Cause are they like the Thunderbolts now? I mean, people are saying, Oh, is this the Thunderbolts that we've seen? Have we seen them all fighting with each other? I think this is kind of a huge thing we all need to talk about. Um because if you go, I mean, I know I'm going from a bit of a rant here. My brain's going off for one and I'm just kind of going off my head. But Thunderbolt Ross is trying to always make the serum. Yeah, that's what he wants. He's been trying to do that since Hulk. He done that with the whole Abomination stuff like that. So by the end of it, are we going to see a whole Thunderbolt team? And this Thunderbolt team could be like with the Falcon. Could it be Bucky, Zemo, Falcon, and Sharon? Yeah. Um, could they? Could the team get bigger? Like in the comics, I mean, there's three different people who have made up the Thunderbolts. Yeah, we have Thunderbolt Ross. Is um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, the Thunderbolt. We have uh, Zemo's Thunderbolts. We have Winter Soldier's Thunderbolts. Now, just thinking about this now, could Thunderbolt Ross be the power broker? And trying to make his Thunderbolts. And this is what's going on here. Because he was... The, I mean, Thunderbolt Ross was in Avengers Infinity War. Running the strings behind. You know, speaks to Cap. I'll oh, try and find where Vision is and all that. Uh, we know he's going to be in Black Widow. Because we've already seen that. Uh, which is weird. Because we shows him being young. And Black's, uh, Black Widow isn't um, a prequel. So I don't know what's going on there. But we'll work that out. Um, now, in the Black Widow trailer, we see... Black Widow holding, guess what? The red serum. Have you seen that?
0: Mm-hmm. Now yeah. that
1: serum is Thunderbolt, is what Thunderbolt uses to make Abomination. And it's called the Weapon Plus program. And it's kind of like an offshoot to the Weapon X program. Well, Weapon X came after uh, the Weapon Plus. Did it? I think it did, I can't remember now. You know, which is which made the Wolverine. Just getting ready for me to play mm-hmm. Wolverine. Get that in
0: there. Uh,
1: (laughs) And maybe we're going to get the Red Hulk here, who is a member of the Thunderbolts, you know. Now, Thunderbolt Ross, what he usually does with his Thunderbolts is he gets characters who are kind of on the run. You know, Um, superheroes on the run. Um, But what he does is he kind of offers them deals all the time that he can pardon people. And that's how he gets them to do all the work for him. So, Remember one thing we in the Falcon and Winter Soldier episode three, we have Dr. Nagel, you know, and he he mentions that he worked for the US government before the snapchat, right? So, we have like, was he working for Thunderbolt Ross? Now, if you think about it at this precise moment, Zemo's on the run, Sharon's on the run. Possibly, I've got a feeling Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to be on the run after this episode because I've got a feeling they're going to nick Cap shield right here, right now. Yeah, and this is why they're in like a little... the house and the woods and stuff, just kind of hiding out, uh, figuring out what to do next, and now they have the shield. Um, and we know we have She-Hulk, you know, and they're doing this... like You know, she's usually a a, a, a lawyer for all these kind of stuff, so that's a big thing. And I think maybe Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross was behind Haywood now as well. And I, I just feel that this is the way they're going to do it. Or it'll be Baron Zemo because he is wealthy and he can make his team. So he does he become the reformed <laughs> villain at the end of this and become good? But we always know he's pretending to be good and all that kind of stuff.
0: And just because you haven't mentioned him in this show, and I'm finding it really weird that you haven't seen the absolute Hard on that you got last week. Um, I'm gonna throw out that power broker is Red Skull,
1: yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I'm
1: changing a little bit on that, but yeah, I, I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you could not mention him last week,
1: Rich. I was like, God, get a room. <laughs> I, I just the way the story's going uh, a little bit now, I was like mm, maybe it's not the Red Bull, but the uh, Red Skull. But I do believe that it might have something to do with um uh Thunderbolt Ross. I don't know why. I have a big feeling it might be. You know.
0: Interesting. Well, great theory, Rish. I can I can just see everyone at home nodding going, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I can personally it... don't know too much about the Thunderbolt, so uh, I'm going to hold off on my on my uh, opinion on that. But I really hope that they do bring an element into it that isn't like, "Oh, look, the power broker is someone that we've seen from the past." I hope it is someone new, so we can really push the fo- uh, the story on. It might just be Zemo. Yeah, or Kingpin. That'd be cool. I tell you what, though. Oh, shit.
1: Fun fact as well that I read the, the just this week. You know, people have been asking us, are we going to get a Captain Britain and who we think Captain Britain can be? Yeah. We are getting a Captain Britain, but it's not the Captain Britain we all know. Oh. yep. Yeah, Marvel, go on. Marvel have um, uh, kind of said, yep, yeah, this is happening um we're getting a female version of captain britain that's cool and they're going to take it's probably going to be peggy carter
0: that'd be interesting
1: yeah so yeah keep that um and oh a little quick fun fact as well people i think we might have we might be seeing storm very soon
0: Explained,
1: um, Rihanna has just signed up for a role to be in a Marvel movie.
2: Hmm.
0: That's interesting, yeah. And I, if I was Rihanna and I was gonna be in
1: a Marvel movie, and we know the Wakandas are in, we know Wakanda's coming up, I've got a feeling maybe Storm.
2: Hmm.
0: I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I think I'll have to wait for that to be Hundo P confirmed before I comment on that. Because okay. uh, I, I, need, I need that one to percolate. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hit these some dips, Rich. Look, they're building up again. Here we go. Ready?
3: And okay. Keith, Rishy, I meant Olio and Bucky having a business relationship. Oh. Because... We know Io was the one that tried to, that t- to, t- to, t- to test if Shuri's Shuri's technique fixed Bucky's brain, so let's see they're having a a business, a business relationship, not the one you thought I said.
0: Not a romantic relationship. Yeah, I'm a bit hmm. of a perv, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> never never a truer word said. Here we go.
3: Yo, Rishi Reviews, what's up? What up, fan. Big up oh. to y'all, how y'all doing? Keith Andrews, 2020, Marvel Mondays, I'm back.
0: Hey, Nick. Nice Big to see up, you. Thank you. Thank you for dropping in.
6: Ooh, I, I don't know, Rishi. I, I'm not sure. I, see, I think the power broker in the books is just a businessman that, you know, sells superpowers. So... I think I don't I think it's going to be an original person original character and I think they're saving Thunderbolt Ross for uh the She-Hulk series. That's just that's just my thinking is that he's going to play a big part with She-Hulk. Hopefully they don't make it a comedy. I- I'm just saying.
1: They are. Mm. She Hulk has been said they're not making a comedy, but they're gonna have the comedy kind of bits in there. I think that's what they're aiming for.
0: I think that fits with She Hulk. Yeah, like when I visualise She Hulk and like you know from the comic uh, covers and things that I've seen, I definitely see that as more of a comedy. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Right here we go.
3: Rishi, it's already known that we know that. Would have come, come to them Captain Britain in the What If series. This was nine years ago.
2: Oh, you're
1: flaming. Galah. I thought they were actually making it into a movie, though. Are you saying it's going to just be on the What If series?
0: You never know. They might bring that in, they might bring it in at some point. There's I, so I, many I, I websites and so many things.
1: Yeah, Aussie yeah. worried. To be honest, um, ignore, I haven't really looked into the What If series too much. But, okay, yeah, okay, cool.
0: There is a website. Uh, God, I can't remember what it's called.
1: I do know about the uh, World Series, and I
0: obviously know, like, I think... Is it? There's a really good website called We Got This Covered, and even though it's a rumour-based uh, website, their sources are usually like, sort of 80... 80 to 90% accurate and Uh it's a really good website so if you head on to there that's where i get all my marvel news from so oh there's something just popped up about the falcon and winter soldier um hinted at bucky being bisexual Mm. Mm. what when hang on let me have a look so bear with let me just have a look yeah, this this website's called We've Got This Covered. It's really good. So with the MCU proving to be so lacking when it comes to LGBTQ representation, Marvel fans have taken it upon themselves to wonder if certain characters are gay. And we just don't know about it. So let's have a look. Um, just have a look. Obviously, everyone was saying Bucky and uh, Captain America together would be a fantastic couple, but obviously that's now, not going to happen because of the end of Endgame. But uh, as pointed out in Screen Rant, it's all to do with tigers. And in the opening episode of the Disney Plus series, Bucky is set up on a date with a waitress, Le- uh, Leah. It goes awkwardly, as you'd expect, for a hundred-year-old ex-assassin. And he rambles at one point about his limited experience at using dating apps. Which Bucky ex- explains he puts he, uh, was put off from by using uh, by all the tiger photos in the user's profile. In case you're not aware, tiger pictures used uh, used to be all over Tinder until the app cracked down on them. But the important thing is that the trend has was pr- um, predominantly led by men. So if Bucky saw a lot of tiger photos when using his Tinder, it means that he must have been swiping right on male profiles as well as female ones. Which would seemingly and very hiddenly hinted at him being bisexual.
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I mean, say hmm to that one. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a little taster there of... Um, what we've got this covered sort of talk about and and discuss which is uh it's really fun it's one of my favorite sites because you go on it and sometimes there is some absolutely absurd rumors you go oh no that's just ridiculous why is that on here and then two months later you're watching it on disney plus (laughs) so uh yeah it's a really great website so, Richie, I think that we have gone in and out of this episode of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Thank you so much for your amazing insights, as usual.
1: No, no problem. I was going to say that. What do you think will happen in episode
0: five quickly? Let me see. Hang on a minute. I'm just going to rub my crystal balls. Oh, oh, rubbing the balls. Oh, no, that's that's really wrong. Um, yeah, that just sounds wrong. Sorry, sorry about that for listeners. Um, I think that obviously, this is the thing I'm confused about, uh, whether uh, Captain America is going to be apprehended for what he did or whether he's going to be, he's going to wiggle himself out of it. Like he's going to say that, you know, he killed that person out of self-defense or, you know, that flag smasher was was going to, about to commit a crime or to do something. So, I I can't really tell you what I think is going to happen until I know what's going to happen to him. I'm going to throw something out
1: there. I don't know why. I feel we might get... Guys, I want everyone to share this right now. Just put it on all your social media, what I'm about to say. And I will eat my words if I'm wrong. I don't know why. I think we might see Black Panther, you know.
0: That would be amazing.
1: I I generally think I'd someone shared that as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 right. Later. We're going to
1: get Rishi reviews to eat his words. Uh, <laughs> Um but personally because I just feel, I think when they were writing the script we knew they were going to have the Wakandans in and all this kind of stuff and ultimately Zemo's gone uh AWOL um, AO hasn't brought him back or brought any justice I, I think he, he would need to come back and, and originally he would he was going to maybe have a bigger part in this Falcon and Winter Soldier and say something like what are you doing, you know, or whatever, I don't know. Um, But I've got a feeling maybe they couldn't finish it all. Maybe he had a scene that he had filmed and then he got ill. I don't know. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. But I've got a feeling we might get a a glimpse of him, whether it's just on a TV screen talking to them, you know, saying, I trusted you, whatever, I don't know. I, I have no clue, but I just something. I think we might have a Black Panther in episode five.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, I think that in episode six, we're going to get old camp. Old camp, old cap. (laughs) Old camp. (laughs) We're going to get an old camp guy. Old camp, old camp cap. There you go. That's a a Freudian slip of a never heard one. Right then. Good night, Rishi. Good night, listeners. Uh, Love you loads. Of course, we will be back. This time next week on... No, no, a little bit earlier next week. Normal we'll time. Back at our usual hmm. time of 8 o'clock here on Stereo. That's GMT, of course. Thank you, Rish. Sending you lots of hugs right now. There you go. That's your hug. Just
1: very quickly, I have to thank everyone before we go. Guys, just, just a bit of a quick shout-out. Thank you for everyone coming in, in into our rooms every week in, week out. We're sorry we're finishing a bit early today um as uh we've got some stuff to deal with but i'd like to just uh, guys if you want to become a super fan please do um you know it helps cause but you know we're still going to be here as normal playing your messages doing shows and stuff like that please check out my youtube channel guys you can go onto youtube now put in rishi's reviews and you can see my show on bali um and my about me video and stuff like that please leave like a comment in fact Tomorrow is the last day to leave a comment because the best comment will win fifty pounds, sixty nine dollars, or potentially 1.5, 000, uh Indonesian rupees. Not much for you, but if you're in Indonesia, quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, please do that. Thank you, Conservative OG. Thank you, Vader sixty thick. Thank you, Kyle uh, Finn. Thank you, Freak Nasty God. Um, the big up, Aussie Warrior. As always, big up to the super fan. Love him. Follow Aussie Warrior people if you're not already. Um big up Papa Bear. Um and everybody else. Um if I've met if I missed your name, I do uh, is anyone's name important that I missed? You're all important, but people messaging. Oh, you're Denny Kinks. Big up Denny Kinks, Libertine. Um, yeah, everybody else. Lots and lots of love. Thank you so much for coming in. Please follow your boy Keith Andrews twenty twenty. Please follow me, Rishi's reviews, and we'll catch you very soon.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. Did you mention me?
1: Yeah, I said, big up, follow your boy,
2: Keith
0: Andrews. you me, that's
1: the <laughs> way. And, and, and a quick plug, uh, tomorrow, me and Keith Andrews are doing another show tomorrow to fill in. Uh, I'm filling in for the um, late, uh, the ever so great and late Starburns audio for, um... God, I'll let you say it, Keith, it's your baby.
0: Well, tomorrow night is uh, the, the last episode in our watch-alongs of A Star Wars Story. As Rishi so kindly said, um, it was a show that was originated and started by the amazing uh, Jason Smith, Starburns Audio. Um, unfortunately, um, he's no longer with us, but we are continuing the show in his memory. And tomorrow we will be watching and analysing the rise of skywalker and i'm very very excited i I think i think there's gonna be a lot of changed minds about this this podcast and if you're listening to this um on the actual marvel monday podcast um on this live stream as well you can find a star wars story podcast as well on the same on the same account so just search for a star wars story and you will find it right there so yes join us tomorrow. At nine PM GMT on stereo.
1: Just to let you all know, I hate Rise of Skywalker, but I'll do a good show. <laughs> I'm joking. You're really please.
0: plugging it, Rich. You're really <laughs> plugging it right now. <laughs>
1: no, I, but yeah, you know, I actually have some great things to say about it, or some 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 memorable Excellent. parts and stuff like that. But yeah,
0: and something that someone said to me, and actually Jason uh, did tell me this once. Um, when we were starting the series, that when it got to the Rise of Skywalker in the final sequence, we have to watch it with the subtitles on. Oh, will it? And we'll explain why tomorrow.
1: Okay, fair enough. Sounds interesting. All right,
0: then. Good night. Okay,
1: cool. Good night, people. Love you all. Take care, Keith. Bye
5: bye. Cheerio, listeners.
0: Thank you so much for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast live. Don't forget, you can get involved on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or recommendations, you can send those to filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. Thank you very much. And I hope that you join us next time here at the Films I Love Most podcast.